This is a podcast from Snagerikinowsk for Radio Nova. Happy listening! Good afternoon, you're listening to Snacker Ikenarsk on Radio Nova. My name is Mac and I have Melis in the studio. Uh, today a very special recording as we have a guest. Hello. <laughs> oh, hello. Uh, we have Christine Cecilia. Yes. I said that correctly. Uh, yes, with a, with a Norwegian accent, but yeah. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry, because you are from Iceland. Yes, I am, yeah. Uh, which part? Reykjavik, like pretty much everyone that you'll meet from Iceland. Mm. And uh, today we have you in the studio uh, because you are a singer. Yes. And you've been doing this for quite a while. Yeah, I mean, I've been releasing music since, like, properly since, yeah, for four years now. But I started writing when I was, like, 11, 12, and I'm almost 24. So, wow, it's, like, a very long time, actually. So young. Yeah. <laughs> when did you know that you wanted to become a musician? Um, I kind of made a decision. Like, I, it was always a dream, but then I kind of made a decision after, or when I was finishing high school. I was like, okay, do I go to university and study something else or do I just do music? And then my dad was like, you know, you don't have to go to university. You can just do music. And then I was like, okay, then I'll just do music. So uh, yeah, when I was in high school, deciding, yeah. So uh, is your dad in the music industry? No, not at all. He um, He's an architect and a ski. He was a professional like cross-country skier, um, which is kind of... I guess not what everybody does so maybe that's also why he was encouraging me to do what not everyone does yeah mm -hmm. it's a bit of a passion uh, type of yeah. path yeah definitely really. yeah mm -hmm. but uh, I mean that, that's quite incredible that he just said to you you know you can do it basically yeah um, mm -hmm. my mom was a bit more skeptical <laughs> and my grandma too but um, it's it's fine <laughs> they're still supportive but they weren't as They, yeah, they wanted me to have some backup plans also. So right now you are not studying, you are not, you do not have like another job. Oh, it's no, only music. Oh no, I definitely, I definitely do. When you're a musician, you have to like wear a lot of hats. So right now I study at the University of Oslo and I'm studying English and I love it. I think it's really nice. I've always loved literature. So it was kind of, I'm in my second year now. So I decided, I mean, first I was just doing music and then now I'm, yeah, studying. Um, and then I also work in a bar. So you have to do a bunch of things <laughs> before you're world famous. World famous. So that's the dream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Take over the world. Yeah. Big dreams. Uh, and yeah. uh, to, uh, to mention last year, 2023, you were in the Icelandic uh, equivalent of MGPR. Uh, and uh, you did pretty well. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a good, like, you have to submit a song and then only 10 people get selected uh, to compete. So I was one of those 10 people. And then it was a huge thing. It was like the biggest thing I've done and so, so, so much work. And then it was really rewarding to go on yeah stage and do it. And yeah, it was super, super cool. Can you tell us about the process for applying to uh, this kind of competition? Yeah. Do you apply like a year before or? Yeah, um, I think the deadline was in October and then they let us like early October and then they let us know um, early 
no late October so you didn't have to like wait in suspense a lot but I think we wrote the song it's been so like it's only been a year but it feels like so long ago but I think we wrote the song in maybe April and then we were kind of that was kind of the or maybe no I'm lying I think it was like in September or something I I'm just lying now I can't remember any of this um but it was it was like we made the song and then we submitted it and the Icelandic um station like the Anarko of Iceland they had sort of reached out to me a few years and been like hey maybe you should submit a song because they knew what I was doing and liked what I was doing so then I was like okay this is the year I'm gonna do it and then yeah they uh, I submitted the song and then they I actually submitted two songs and then he called me and was like you got in and I was like oh my god that's great which song and he was like well we like both you can just choose and that was like one of the biggest decisions I had to make because it was like two very very different songs but then I chose the one that kind of resonated with me more and was more like personal which I'm really happy with um yeah and then you just I changed some of the song and we finished it up and then we started rehearsals in January and then the show was at the end of February so it was a it's pretty fast yeah like half yeah pretty pretty fast yeah but yeah and I've seen a post of you on Instagram and you are thanking all of those people like who is it to work with that many people like so many people behind you Mm, it's really weird it's like it's both really cool and because I have my I have a a label so I have those people working with me and then I'm um, talking with the other songwriters and the other and the producer sort of writing and finishing the song but then I had a, I had a lot of control in that sort of but then also to have so many people from like the TV station that's it's good but it's also can be really tough because there's so many people telling you different things and then you have to sort of yeah just zone in and be like okay but what do I want to do um and it's also really weird to have so many people having opinions on you and like there were so many comments and so many people criticizing but also like giving you compliments so it's really tricky for your mind but I think it was a good like exercise to do that yeah good experience yeah how do you find like you said you know who you are at the end of it all when you get so many comments and so much attention what keeps you grounded Mm, that's a really good question um I've always been quite like confident in what I do and who I am and like my songs so I've never really like I don't know I think I've just like when I was in middle school and writing songs people didn't think that was cool so they like talked about me all the time and talked yeah said can I swear they talked shit about me (laughs) yeah um so I have had some practice in that um but yeah I don't know I think it's just like confidence and then like after I did my performance and I was looking at the like the performance on YouTube there were some negative comments and then I was like okay never mind I'm just not going to read them so I don't read them I just read the good stuff. Those comments are people who do not have enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they're also funny sometimes. Like it's just like people having because I had a I had an electric guitar on stage and I had it like behind my back and then I pulled it out as like a surprise element. And there were so many people that were angry about it in the comments. They're like, There's not even a, a guitar in the song. 
And I'm like, well, how, you don't know that. I wrote the song and there is a guitar in the song. It's like the main instrument in the song. It just sounds different. And it's just, then you just laugh at it. Kind of. uh, you say you have your, a record label and a producer. You Still to this day, you have all that team of people. Yeah, or I have a label and then I work with different producers. How does that work? How do you uh, get the producer that you want? to work on a song or do they reach out to you or do you find them or um i have since i when i was in iceland i was working with just one producer but then i moved here and then my label just kind of had some connections because uh, some of them are based in oslo so they knew some producers and they just say hey um would you like to work with this person and then you go and test it out and i've had yeah good experiences with all of the producers i've worked with in oslo And you moving to Oslo, is it like a part of a music project? Is it for... Um, it was just a life change. I like, I was, I got broken up with and I didn't want to live in Iceland anymore and I was super sad. So I was like, what do I do? And then my friend, she made me like, and she lives in Oslo or lived in, yeah. Uh, she made me like a presentation. I was like, 10 reasons why you should move to Oslo And I was like, yeah, that's really funny. Haha, ha, I'm going to move to Oslo. And then some time went by and I was like, maybe I should just do it. And then three months later, I was living in Oslo. So so your friend motivated you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Interesting. And some heartbreak and some... And I like, I just wanted to move away also. And I And it's better to be in Oslo, I think, for music because it's more... There's just more people doing it kind of, so better connections i think i want to know what's a week in your life like do you practice your music your marketing like it depends like it depends if i yeah usually i'm just writing a lot i like it but it ebbs and flows like sometimes i have a lot of inspiration and then i'm writing a song a day and i'm yeah doing that but like recently i've just not been writing so much but then i'm i go to university three times a week and then i work and now I'm reading a lot and knitting and just I have a lot of hobbies um, but yeah I, I try to always like sing and write because that's it what makes me like the happiest. How much of your time do you think you take for those for the music because yeah. we have busy weeks and yeah. <laughs> uh, we have to have a job and, and you have to have your social life and so then you know how do you Find the time and how do you force yourself basically to get into yeah. that zone? Yeah. Um, I don't know if I force myself so much. Like I said, I think it's normal to be sort of, yeah, have ups and downs in it. So when I am feeling, when I'm going through something or I'm just feeling really inspired, then I don't care about anything else. I'm just going to do that. If I have to, if, if I have to study for a test the next day, I'm not going to do that if I can write a song instead. Um, but yeah, I just, sometimes you just get an urge to write and I get that urge quite a lot. So then I just try to follow it and yeah, not care about, yeah. So like, even if I'm like at work, I will sometimes just, I'll get an idea in my head and then I'll just go to the side and record into my phone and be like, no, no, I can't serve these customers right now. I have to sing in my phone. Um, and then sometimes <laughs> so you just take a break. Like, yeah, I'm yeah. Going away, guys. <laughs> yeah. Or like I don't even go that far away. I just go sort of to the corner, so you can hear like the DJ playing in the background and me like trying to sing loud into my phone. But <laughs> yeah. 
I want to talk about the creative aspect of your um, artistic because how do you write a song? Like, is it like does something like pop into your head? Mm -hmm. Like, is it the lyrics first, the melody? Like, yeah. where do you write? I think it's just like there's so many different ways that I do it, um, and yeah, it's different. But mostly, I like usually when I'm doing something completely different, if I'm walking or I'm at work or in the shower I'll get a lyric idea and usually that's like accompanied with a melody just something that pops into my head and then I have a really long note on my notes app that I write it in and then when I have time or if right when I get the idea I sit down and sort of try to find the chords that fit the melody that I have in my head around that one note and then I sort of start building the song around that But then sometimes I will just be like, okay, I want to write a song and I'll just freestyle something. And yeah, it depends. Sometimes I'll just write a whole, like a lot of lyrics and then be like, okay, this sounds like something I want to put in a song and sit down and do it. And do you have specific objectives in mind? For example, do you sit and say, okay, I want to write a song that I will be able to play at a festival or... Mm. I never really do that. I usually go with the feeling and what I'm feeling at the moment and what I want to write about, sort of. So I don't really think of the the sound. It's more like the emotion and the yeah, the lyrics. Um, yeah, if we keep talking on to the the style of the songs mm -hmm. and the types of lyrics that you write, because you have your own touch to it, yeah. and you talk a lot about. Uh, Well, I mean, I assume things that have happened to yeah. you and personal experiences. Um, how is it to talk about things that have directly touched you? Uh, yeah, it's like, it's weird because when I was, yeah, like 12, 13 in middle school, I used to just write songs about boys I had crushes on and then I would go and sing them in front of them and look them in the eye and I like did that in high school too. And I was like so fearless about it. I really didn't care. I just like had an urge to share my life and and my personal life and what I was thinking. It was just something I like needed to do. But now as I'm growing older, I'm like a little bit more um, nervous about it um, because I think when you're a teenager, it's fine to have all these emotions. But when you're an adult, you're sort of supposed to tune it down a little bit and be more I don't know like just more reserved but I'm also trying to not I don't think about that when I'm writing a song like it's really like I just use it for therapy and if I have to say it then I have to say it but it is like now like when I was doing MGP I um, was going to like schools and stuff and playing the song and then I on one day went to the school and was going to play the song and then the person I wrote the song about was in the audience as a teacher at that school and I didn't enjoy that as much as I did when I was 16 um, and I felt like a bit embarrassed I guess but then I just like with the I just shake it off I don't yeah whatever I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do kind of yeah and there's a reason why you wrote it yeah, yeah. so you know yeah. you own that song Is there a musical artist you are usually compared to? Um, well, I think that's also because I always talk about her, but 
like Taylor Swift sometimes. I'm a huge Taylor Swift fan, so anytime someone says that, I'm like, wow, thank you. Um, yeah, her I've been compared to, and then I think that's just because I have a song called Fuck Boys, but I get compared to Lily Allen um, for her song, Fuck You. Um, I think that's it, but she is also kind of funny in her lyrics, and that's what I try to do as well, so I also take that as a compliment. Um, yeah, I think them and then just I guess female songwriters that write about their own feelings which I think is yeah Alanis Morissette I heard once in an interview and I was like that's pretty cool talking about fuck boys you have a video clip mm -hmm. on YouTube yeah. what was the creative process that was um, a fun process we applied for a grant for a marketing grant and got some money and then I was like okay I really want to make a music uh, music video And we had a whole concept, um, and this was with my producer at the time, and we were kind of making, we wanted to, we were working as a team, um, so he wasn't just producing, but he was also helping me with other stuff. But we had this idea, had a, everything planned, and then we were looking for a director, and we met up with the director, and he kind of had a different idea, and his idea was, I think, more, like, original and more grown up, and, and that was... Yeah, we kind of just built it around that and we had a meeting and he was like, well, what about like, what's this song mean to you? What have you done? And I was like, oh, I did ballet for nine, year nine years. And he was like, oh, I've always wanted to do a ballet video. And then we decided to get ballet dancers into it and we wanted them to be male ballet dancers. And I was going to be there like puppet puppeteer or yes, yeah, so control these boys. And it just sort of, yeah, we got a team and and filmed it and it was super super fun but it was yeah it was like a really big scale like we were everybody was kind of it was pro really professional people but they barely got paid because they were just super into the project and were just willing to help out so it was yeah really cool yeah so the artistic thing comes like before money for some people yeah definitely i mean Like, it's really tough to be an artist, but I think everybody who is an artist in any form is doing it because they love it and they would do it if they didn't get paid. So, yeah. <laughs> I think, and also it's the connections you make when you go on a set, you meet a lot of people and it's very different levels. So sometimes just being there uh, from experience, from being extra in music videos, yeah. You know, you just talk to one person and they're like, oh, yeah, have you heard of those studio? Yeah. And they're looking for people and then suddenly it just snowballs. Yeah, so exactly. it's it's the only way, basically, yeah. to get into the yeah. business sometimes. Like for that video, my, my aunt, she's a... Or not my aunt, my cousin. Um, she is a producer and has been like a producer in documentaries and stuff. And then I asked her, I was like, oh, do you know any producers... And she was like, well, I could do it. And now, and that was the first music video she ever produced. And now she's been working with a director a bunch of times with a lot of other, like, way bigger artists than me um, making music videos. So you sort of build connections like that. So was the result of the music video what you imagine at first? I think, obviously, when you make, like, because it's, in my humble opinion, a really good video. Like, it's really professional and I could like analyze it so when you when obviously you make like a really <laughs> it was still expensive to make it but uh, when you make an expensive video you expect it to like blow up 
and it didn't really do that um which is what happens in the music industry all the time you like make a song and you're like you think this is going to be the biggest song and then it doesn't do well and then you release a song that's like you don't think that much about that's your biggest song so you never know uh i wanted to go back a little bit in time when you started writing and even if you're inspired by your own personal experiences do you did you have some uh, musical artists that inspired you back then did you did you look up some people yeah it was pretty much just taylor swift i like yeah i didn't listen to that much music but i remember just like seeing everything she was doing and her music videos i was like wow this is what i'm gonna do so my first songs ever were just like one of my first songs i ever wrote was called love story And it's literally just a remake of Taylor Swift's love story. Um, so I I learned, I just like listened to her music so much and studied the songwriting. And that's kind of how I got started, honestly. Is there some um, artist from Iceland that also uh, maybe have uh, inspired or built your build you up? Some sounds, some cultural things? Honestly not really like not in a in an inspiring or like built me obviously now there's a lot of great artists that i love um but i didn't listen to so much music um as a kid so like the most of the music i listened to was like adele lady gaga and the glee soundtrack <laughs> that's what i listened to in the car um like on road trips and stuff but i didn't really listen to that many artists there's like um i remember though i'm I met like uh, a duo that's called Ilya and I I don't know if they're making music now but I just I saw them live once and they had really cool voices and I was like oh that's that's really cool I remember and they were like doing music so I was I was inspired by them but it didn't really inspire my music that much. I'm also a big Taylor Swift fan mm -hmm. and I know she's been tr struggling because she was a young girl who wanted to prove that she was at the right place. Yeah. And like, who is it for you? Because you were also young when you started. And it's a very masculine industry, I believe. Yeah. So what was your experience with that? I guess it's just, it's it's getting better. And there's, especially now, there's more women that are successful. And I wasn't like doing, even though I was writing, I wasn't doing music on such a big scale then i think like it's just like small micro aggressions like when you're setting up for a concert and the men just like either assume that you don't know how to put the chord into your guitar or they just do it for you um and that can be really annoying but i mean i really believe that this is changing kind of yeah and i've i've pretty much only worked with male uh producers um and They've mostly been respectful. So, yeah, that's I've been lucky in that. Do you take advices? Because as a girl, maybe like some people want you to fit in some categories or... No, I just kind of do. Like I said, I've just been confident in what I want to do. And I don't really... I don't think now, especially on the scale that I've been doing it, I don't think anybody is trying to put me in many boxes. But, um, yeah... You just have to do what you want to do, kind of. <laughs> and I mean, like you say, it's many men. And they're also learning from, you know, women coming into the music industry and being 
more independent, you know, producing themselves. And so I think it's it's nice for them to see and to experience. Yeah, and it's kind of, you have to, like, I'm not afraid to sort of speak up on it, kind of. So anytime stuff like that happens, I'm trying to be better at just be like, hey, what, like, why are you doing that? Kind of, and stop those weird microaggressions. Yeah. Have you ever felt like giving up? Uh, all the time. <laughs> all the time. <laughs> yeah. Every week, every day, yes. <laughs> uh, it's okay. I think it's, uh, yeah, normalizing it. It's very yes. nice to hear. Yeah. It's a really, really tough industry and you have to, yeah, it's, it, yeah, yes. <laughs> so now I will ask you your goals. Yeah. What's the, what's the plan? Taking the over the world. Um, yeah. Big pop star. <laughs> no. Um. I just, my goal is I want to work only in music um, or just being able to make a living of that and uh, release more. I want to make albums. Um, Albums are kind of going out of style, at least for the labels and the, like, it's harder to market albums, but I always listen to them. So I really want to make albums and yes, but I mean like longer versions. I have like EPs. But I would like to make a full sort of, yeah, body of work. Um, And then I want to write with other people more and write for other people more. So there is no specific plan to achieve what you want to do? Kind of. Like I'm working on it with my label. um, But it's sort of always changing kind of. So I I have a song coming out soon. And then when that song comes out, this is... Yeah, that that will be an EP. Um, I haven't announced this yet, but whatever, it's fine. <laughs> but I guess you also wait and see what the react. <coughs> oh my god, I'm losing my voice. What the reaction will be when you release the song, isn't it? Because yeah. as you said, you never know. So maybe, maybe it really picks up and maybe it grabs attention to yeah. from certain people. And so, how far can you see in the future? Like I think it's I've made like a five year plan and a one year plan and uh, and stuff like that, but then it also does change and times change kind of. So like when I was making my first EP, I um had all these plans and then COVID came, and then I had to change and adapt and and then it was for the I think it was for the better. Like my plans were adapted in a good way, I think. But yeah, you can't plan so much. Yeah, you never really know what's going to happen. <laughs> That's true. Did you also um, use the social media during COVID to, you know, share with the world? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was just like, I was releasing music for the first time properly. So I was, it was really building and I was just mostly on Instagram and I was doing a lot of lives and like live concerts. I wasn't so much on TikTok. I was kind of like late to the TikTok train um and it's i i like tiktok now and i've been doing it more but it's also like something that's um it's it's a weird time to be a musician because you're not just supposed to be a musician you're also supposed to be an influencer content creator tiktoker which is not not everybody's comfortable with that no it's a full-time job i mean releasing videos it's it's not that easy yeah Mm -hmm. no and like coming up with stuff and it can be really like demotivating when you like do a lot of tiktoks and then you don't feel like they're they don't blow up and then you make stupid tiktoks that have nothing to do with your music and then they blow up and 
You're like, what? What what should I do now? I have another question. Do you have any questions for any musician that you can think of? Well, that's actually funny because I'm going to a concert tonight and I I'm going to like a pre-show thing where there's a Q&A, so I'm going to a Macy Peters concert. And I'm I've been thinking about it for the past like weeks what I should ask her and I don't know. I think I'm either yeah, Macy Peters, I would just and Macy Peters and Taylor Swift, I would just like to know what they're reading right now and give me some book recommendations. I think that's what I've settled on. <laughs> Yeah, they do read, so I yeah, they do read, so I I know that they will have some answer. <laughs> I think I have one last question. I wanted to ask if maybe you have, maybe you don't, but is there like an artist that has surprised you uh, lately? Um yeah, I guess there's an Icelandic uh, singer called Elin Hall and she makes sort of guitar-based singer-songwriter folk music and she I have been a fan of her hers for um from yeah a few years but she released a new album um in October I think and I really liked it and I liked it a lot more like I liked her before but I liked her a lot now so she's somebody who surprised me. Do you look back on the songs that you've done and like are you proud of it? Yeah. Are there things you would have like a word you think would have be more suitable or like something you wish you've released before or there's a lot of songs that I wish I'd released um but you can't always do that because it's expensive to make music but of course like I I rare, rarely listen to the songs like after I've released them before I release them I listen to them so many times like on my Dropbox and then it's kind of the second they're out I'm like nope not for me anymore And I listened back to some stuff I was recording when I was 18 and I was like, Ugh, you should have picked a different take there. And I guess I just didn't, especially with my first EP, um, like proper EP, I, I didn't know how recording worked so much. So if there was like one part of a um, of somewhere in the song where I was like, oh, I don't like this. I didn't know that I could cut it out kind of and pick something else. I didn't know how it worked. So now I'm being really particular when I'm, recording and and I yeah you learn a lot by doing it so I try not to be so harsh on myself but there's definitely songs where I'm like oh no not this part no I don't want to hear this but yeah from what I've been listening to uh, everything sounds pretty good to be honest so you probably have a different ear when yeah. you're listening to your own material yeah and it's like obviously my voice is going to change from 18 to 23 so It's also that and, and just appreciate what little Kristen was doing, I think. <laughs> Lots of information. And um, would you do us the honor to play a song for it? Yes. What are you going to play? Um, so I'm going to play my new single, Nothing Hurts Like the First, that I released in January. And it's a song about dating in Oslo after you've had your first heartbreak and being kind of disappointed with the options. Um, and then they might ghost you, they might screw you over, but then sort of realizing that nothing is going to hurt as much as the first one. So this is nothing like, nothing hurts like the first. Got number two, I met in the park. And we drink and we dance until the city was 
Stark, is he the wrong? I thought it might be, but he told me that timing just isn't right for me. Guy number three, bought me sushi, spent the night telling me all about philosophy. I didn't ask, but he did it anyway. I see him sometimes, but he never says say. Oh, is it Halloween? Cause all the boys are ghosting. I ask myself if there's something wrong with me, but there's something kind of knowing. And nothing hurts like the first. Like the wine you can't drink, and thoughts you can't think, and songs you can't sing. Nothing hurts like the streets you can't go, and the things you enjoy that really do destroy. Nothing hurts. You watch you say and break what you pray. I'll get over it in three to four business days. Nothing hurts. And then if the worst, I'll just get the curse. Cause nothing hurts like the first. So while they treated me like third, I went beyond and above It took some time, but I finally met a guy He was the first not to hurt and he did everything right But close to Halloween, he ended it in ghosting I asked myself if there's something wrong with me Took me months to not feel haunted Cause nothing hurts like the first Like the wine you can't drink and thoughts you can't think And songs you can't sing nothing hurts you luck uh, is there do you want to advertise any songs that or any link that people should check out ah uh, yeah you can go follow me on instagram kristin cecilia um that's s-e-s-s-e-l-j-a if you will share that yeah nice <laughs> and then um just on spotify my new song nothing hurts like the first is out along with some other cool songs so yeah just go check it all out yeah I, I hope I see you on stage at some yeah. uh, <laughs> in some venues in Oslo, uh, yeah. big or small, and festivals. Yeah, it's always place for uh, newcomers yes. and yeah. All right. Yeah. Thank you so yeah, much. Definitely. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Bye. Thank Bye. You. You've been listening to a podcast from Snakerikinovsk for Radio Nova.